This is the Tan Report. I'm your host, Tan Trung. And this episode is about a man called Mr. Shrimp. He has an actual name, but in and around New Orleans, it's first name Mr., last name Shrimp. Do you know Mr. Shrimp's real name? I sure don't know his real name. Well, you know it. Do you know Mr. Shrimp's real name? Mm-mm. You just know him as Mr. Shrimp. Mm-hmm. I guess that's enough sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. You can identify him. Right. Do you want to know his real name? What is real name? Those were two ladies I met at the New Orleans East Senior Center. How and why they know about Mr. Shrimp, we'll come back to that. But since this episode revolves around Mr. Shrimp, let's meet him. My name is Larry G. Thompson, Jr., better known as Mr. Shrimp. Everybody, like, loved calling me that. And then they turn around and ask me what's my actual name. Born and raised in southeast Louisiana. I'm from the Seven World. Part of New Orleans. Gulf shrimp is practically part of his DNA. Being from New Orleans, being from Louisiana, period, we want ball seafood. We want seafood, period. Do you think you can take, like, the, the Pepsi challenge? Do you think you could taste the difference between Gulf shrimp and other shrimp, imported yep. shrimp? Yep, I'm willing to, and we'll call it a, a, a Pepsi challenge. We could do a Mr. Shrimp challenge. <laughs> we could sit down, we could put the shrimp. So describe it, though. What, what do you think Gulf shrimp tastes like? For people that don't know, some people might not live in New Orleans will listen to this and they're like, well, what's the big deal about Gulf shrimp? What, what, what does that taste like? How would, how would you describe it to them? They look at it as a shrimp as a shrimp. Right, that's the first thing you see as a shrimp. But the taste, the texture, the sweetness, the water taste, you taste that immediately when you taste a, a, a 100% Gulf shrimp. You taste an imported shrimp. No disrespect to it, but it's a different taste. It sells. is 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 legal to sell. It'll it, pass. It, it's a it'll pass, but it's two different tastes. Thompson's love and loyalty to Gulf shrimp is not a novelty in these parts. People know their shrimp down here. Louisiana is the nation's second largest seafood provider, with one out of every seventy jobs in the state related to seafood. That's according to the Louisiana Seafood Promotion and Marketing Board. What is a novelty is Mr. Shrimp's approach to his business, which he built around Gulf shrimp. In particular, his delivery service. He told me his method of delivering raw shrimp or catered meals is to make you feel like less of a transaction. I gave you some excitement when I dropped it off. It was just, it was more of an experience. If I'm bringing a raw shrimp to you, come on, let's take a selfie. That's, that's you know, letting you know that you, you're happy with your purchase. When it came down to the food, it wasn't just me dropping off the food. You had to taste it in front of me. And I had customers that, that asked me, well, what if I don't like it? Well, you're going to tell me that I get your money back. It was it was a situation of a movement, something that had never been done. And I was super grateful to experience that. Delivery comes naturally for Thompson. Before he was Mr. Shrimp, he spent a good chunk of time in trucks, delivering everything from human remains to the Lombardi Trophy. Installing driving trucks. and What were you delivering? Oh, man, you name it. Be honest with you, man. When the Saints won the Super Bowl, like literally I delivered, <laughs> I delivered a Super Bowl trophy. Really? Yes, I delivered the the That's paperwork. That's a hell of a claim to fame. Yeah, I, I nobody knew that, but I, I I I could take that claim. So we had a contract or whatever, and um, delivered to the convention center from from the airport. It was Wait, in a box. So you delivered the trophy, the actual trophy. Were there like armored guards around? You it two? was a literally. It's a. They didn't. It it was. I don't know how they like honestly transport like animals from the different, but it was all boarded up. Like you didn't, you wouldn't have a new, but like the paperwork. But the, you knew. I knew because the paperwork saying it's the it's the Lombardi Trophy. But I, it's only one 
I'm bringing it to Avengers Center. You knew I wasn't bringing it to Tampa no well, so I knew what it was because I asked him. But when I got to the Avengers Center, when they let me in the back, it them most definitely confirmed that it was the Super Bowl trophy. Were you nervous? No, I I wasn't nervous. I mean, it's like a regular delivery to me. Um, well, what if you got in a wreck or something? You don't want to wreck the Lombardi for the only, so far, the only championship for the Saints. Right, but at the same time, right, you're literally taking it as a regular delivery because you don't, you'd see the paperwork. You you don't know, but you could just see because it's like in a big box. It's not like shaped like the Lombardi. So they did it so unique you wouldn't know. Before that truck life, Thompson worked at several local restaurants. He says he started working in kitchens at the age of 13. That experience helped years later when his father, a retired Marine, became ill. Thompson had to leave New Orleans and work behind and head to San Diego to take care of his dad. That included cooking for him. But my dad took sick in 2019 and led me to go be a a caregiver for him. And literally, I'm cooking everything for him. I'm cooking, like, all the seafood stuff. You name it, I'm fixing steaks, everything. And... One particular time, I, was, I kept asking myself, what is God telling me? I'm driving trucks. I'm not doing anything but driving trucks and stuff like that, but I'm taking care of my dad. My dad lived there, tough guy, Marine, and fixed him that steak. And he asked me, eating a steak, and he was like, wow, I've been all over the world. I've been all over to the like, good places across the country, being a Marine. Never knew the best cook came from me. Shortly after getting that praise from his father, Thompson knew the direction he was headed, and it was pointing back at New Orleans. I had to go from a caregiver to watch them deteriorate, and the whole thing kept saying, ain't no pity party, son, I'm, I'm going to be okay, as long as you're okay. And, but God was circling me around his food again, cooking and stuff for him. And when he passed away, I was saying, well, I'm going to do this food thing. Thompson's transformation into Mr. Shrimp started in 2020, just before COVID-19 took over the world. He was back in New Orleans. It was halftime on Super Bowl Sunday. While most people were going to the bathroom or getting ready for the halftime show, he was getting ready to boil some seafood on his porch. I was boiling right in front of my house. Literally, right on my porch. And I just went live, and, I'm, and I ain't really had that many followers. I had, like, about, like, 10 Oh, so okay. So this was this was a Facebook live, Facebook or? live, Instagram live. I only, had, I only I only had like ten followers, and it was like people just come comment on it, saying like, "I want to taste it. I want to taste it. How can we taste it? Where can we get you? Where you at? You're on your porch. I mean, why why did you feel the need, or why did you come up with this idea to go live with doing a shrimp oil? I guess is at the end of the day was what it was, right? Correct. I felt like that. In, in my marketing mind, I did it to honestly see what would people would say. I honestly, I mean, ha- halftime commercials, you touching your phone, you're talking about the game, you're doing something, whatever. And literally when I did that, I 10 followers, they commented and stuff like that. Didn't see it going no farther than a few deliveries. Um, it went from... I posted it the next week saying I'm going to be delivering bar shrimp. And I was just bar shrimp only. I had 10 stops. It went from that, what else can you ball, from 10 stops. I had up to the most of 110 stops of ball seafood, bar shrimp coming to your home. And and I didn't, I didn't exclude no one, not one person. Like, 
any area. Like, you know, if you got a, a Domino's in one location, you only can get the radius. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about Kenner. I'm talking about Metro. I'm talking about the, the West Bank. I'm talking about Avondale. I'm talking about Miss You. Anywhere you place that order and use on social media, you was getting the order. And I didn't charge you delivery. So, and I ain't charge you. If you was in the, in the radius, I charge you literally for your plate. Because I was more looking at trying to get people validation. I wanted you to word of mouth spread fast. So I wanted you to actually taste what I had going on. And it was only to get customers to know what I was bringing to the table. You yourself said that you were a novice with social media, correct? Correct. Like, what was your reaction when you started seeing this stuff spreading? Like, you know, Mr. Shrimp is a thing. It was going through practically viral, I guess. What made it go viral to me, and I always, I have to, and it, it means the world to me to say this, the platform of Where Black Nola Eats. Where Black Nola Eats. I follow them on Instagram. Was so special to Mr. Shrimp and the brand because when people was tasting the food and people was getting the raw shrimp, they was leaving the reviews on Where Black Nola Eats. And shout out to Jalens for that because for that platform, it wouldn't be a Mr. Shrimp because they had more followers than I did, especially back then. And to see people feedback, like, y'all heard of Mr. Shrimp? They didn't even review. They, I, didn't have review, I didn't have reviews long as a book. And because of that platform, it wouldn't be a Mr. Shrimp, and I'm thankful for that. Where Black Nola Eats started as a Facebook group in 2019, it wanted to throw a spotlight on locally black-owned businesses, which often don't have the resources, to launch marketing campaigns. Thompson gives a lot of credit to where Black Nola eats for raising his profile. As the chatter about Mr. Shrimp grew on the page, so did the curiosity in the restaurant community. And then when those, I mean, the reviews start spreading, that's when the restaurant like, wait, who is this guy? So that's when the restaurant started getting involved, and when they start seeing it, they were like, wait, these are out the golf. These are nice shrimp. These are a large size of large size shrimp. Not just large size shrimp, or even what we think of as jumbo shrimp. Thompson is known for delivering what he calls colossal shrimp. At first, he had some skeptics. Then was like, wait, no way a shrimp can be this big. Is it real? Is it golf shrimp? So how do you define colossal shrimp? This is where numbers come into play. We're going to start with 1620, which is the size of shrimp Thompson says he grew up eating. When you say 1620, like what do those numbers mean? When I go shopping, you know, sometimes I'll see stuff in, in the store and it says, you know, a certain number. Like what, what do those numbers mean? So the numbers is actual size. So when you see, for example, when you see U10, U10, I mean you get between 9 and 10 shrimp a pound. The bigger, the, the smaller number, the bigger the shrimp. So if you get 1620s, that means it's the number, the, the numbers, you can, you get 16 to 20 shrimp per pound. So it's actually the shrimp. Why am I learning this just now? I feel like I'm so behind the curve. Now, my, my thing is like, literally, we, could we all just grow up, get, oh, they jumbo. That's the only word that we yeah, say out of my mouth. I mean, I've just but, either looked at it size wise, and I, I never really thought about like the numbers of it, but this is fascinating. Yes, because I mean, also them 21, 25. Oh, you got 21, 25? 21, 25. 21, 25, and 16, 20 is all we grew up off. That's all we knew. 13, 15, it's colossal shrimp. You get 13 to 15 shrimp per pound. Again, the, the, the lower the number, the bigger the shrimp. Correct. Right. 
the 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 higher number of the, you know shrimp is small, and then you got the so U ten is the biggest then yeah U ten is the biggest right they got nine twelve nine twelve then they got thirteen fifteen so they got extra colossal shrimp nine twelve is basically extra colossal shrimp but it's got it under the colossal family thirteen fifteen is a colossal thirteen fifteen you have sixteen twenties it's extra jumbos. 2125 is extra large. In talking with Thompson, I realized how much I don't know about the seafood I eat. And that probably could be said about food in general for me. We don't get educated on a lot of stuff. We just buy it. That's for real. I mean, I think for consumers, and especially when we go to restaurants, we don't think about where this stuff is coming from. We just we just want it to taste good. That's it. That's all that we know. It tastes good. It looks good. It smells good. I want it. We also eat with our eyes. If it's pretty, I want it. And when you're coming from the restaurant industry, that's all you know. Presentation rule the nation. The way that Thompson's Colossal Shrimp, those U10s, presented on menus and plates, eventually earned him an opportunity with arguably the most revered restaurant in New Orleans, the world-famous Commander's Palace. Did they call you in for, like, a demo then or something? or like They called me, call me in. They called me in for, we had an uh, a interview together. So it was like a, a like a little conference, and we'd sit down in, in the kitchen, and they want to know about the license. They want to know if you got your general liability. They they was going, they was crossing all the T's and dotting the I's, and to see I'm a small business, and it seemed that I was able to present this. Cause before how I get introduced, they wanted me to do a catering event for them. So I was coming to interview for that, the cater the actual company party. They hired you for the catering party, right? Yes, they hired me for so the catering. So you catered their party. I catered Commander's Palace Company's party last year. So what'd you make? Like, how do you cater a Commander's Palace kind of party? Because again, that's they, it was at the it was at they're the, professionals, you know. Yes, yeah, and that's the that's the that's the special part, right? They they gonna they, they know what they're looking for and stuff like yeah. that. And for they wanted they had it at the lake. They had it at the lake. Um, a park party, and they wanted me to boil. So I bought shrimp, potatoes, corn, sausages, um, and yes, that's what I that, that's what I did because they didn't get no coffee when coffee season, and they love it. Was blown away. The two owners, the two sisters, they was like blown away. She like your shrimp was so good. To say the least, it was a moment for Thompson because the staff at Commander's Palace specifically requested his shrimp oil that had so many people in New Orleans talking. It was one thing to be known for delivering quality raw shrimp, but it was a different ball game when he had to prepare it for an audience like Commander's Palace. Having great raw shrimp wasn't going to be enough. That's them shrimp. But when you get me to cook them shrimp, that's me. That's identity of Mr. Shrimp. That's when you see Larry into when I'm cooking. When I when I was able to meet, I'm able to reach your taste palate. Now that's that's a difference than me giving you the honest the the shrimp. Yeah, that's a great point because again, I mean, you know, when you're delivering raw shrimp, it's you're not necessarily claiming for the taste. You are claiming and then verifying, you know, the freshness, the the quality of the product, but not the taste and how it's prepared and given out to to people, but. When you put your name on it and then you're cooking it, then then it's your reputation. Correct. So doing that for Commander's Palace and seeing the feedback and seeing the interaction and seeing the picture taken and seeing 
how the two owners, the two sisters, and the the the, the head chef reacting off of the food. That was a beauty to see, and we had a ball. And then after that, like a couple of weeks later, they went to get raw shrimp for me. Got to give a big shout out to Commander's Palace. Did when they got their hands on it to say, you know, that's the older restaurant. For sure. That's one of the oldest restaurants, I believe, in New Orleans. World famous, too. You know, and for them to get shrimp for little old me, and when they, when I sautéed that shrimp, like, with nothing on it, they sautéed it. And when, them, when the chefs and all of them taste that shrimp, they're like, wow, we taste shrimp all the time, but this is different. What do you do? Like, how do you? And then it was, like, blown away. And that's a big audience, though, because those are world-famous chefs. I mean, you know, Commander's Palace is no joke when it comes to standards and making sure people get that Commander's Palace experience and food. So I got to ask, I mean, were you nervous when you were like, here, taste this shrimp? Um, One thing about me, I'm not, I wasn't nervous based off of my background dealing with larger crowds. I was super confident in, in the product and super confident in what I was presenting them. Before Commander's Palace got the product, too many people in New Orleans didn't had it. So Commander's Palace was like the last, like, you know, down the line to get it. But So you, you tested it already. It's already been way. tested. It's already been tested throughout New Orleans. I mean, your biggest, your biggest critic is right at your back door. So once you get past that, you can walk with you can walk with the commanders and let them taste this item. What was it like for a seventh ward young man? You know, I mean, you grew up in the seventh ward and you end up sitting across from people in Commander's Palace uptown. Wow, that's a that's a that's that's a hell of a question to ask me, man. Um, growing up in the seventh ward, with, especially when I'm thirty seven years old, man, I didn't saw a lot of stuff. I didn't saw any. I didn't. You name it. I didn't saw it. I saw it walking on my block every day. Um, fights, killings, everything, drugs, and to see then back then to see myself going into the commander's palace, seeing me in city hall feeding the mayor, feeding the chief of police, is super special for me because I didn't see that. I didn't see me honestly doing that. Uh, I saw myself trying to trying to get out the neighborhood. My goal was play sports. Did that. I graduated out of California, but it surrounded around to see this blossoming from a kid from from the ghetto and to doing what I'm doing right now and impacting people and meeting people like themselves. It means the world to me, and I will speak for any entrepreneur because it's not easy at all, man. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not easy. It looks easy, but it's not. It's a it's a constant constant battle to keep yourself relevant, to keep yourself, keep your name going, to keep your name pumping. About that name, where did Mr. Shrimp come from? That's the actual company name. The company name is Mr. Shrimp. But as I was making deliveries, I was like, this Larry with Mr. Shrimp. Then they see the shrimp. They're like, no, this is you. Like, this is your identity. This is you. So I had these two older ladies. Um, I'm making delivery to them. And it was like, look, that is your name. You let them know when you call, you are Mr. Shrimp. This is Mr. Shrimp. That is your identity. 
So I stuck with it. Um, 80% of the people that called me call me Mr. Shrimp. If they, then they turn around and ask me what was my name, and they still call me Mr. Shrimp. And regarding where he finds the colossal shrimp, there's a bit of purposeful mystery. So when, when we're talking about these colossal shrimp, um, where do you get them? I mean, it, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of shrimping in, in Louisiana and mm-hmm. southeast Louisiana. Technically, I guess anybody could get them if they knew the right people, but, like, how are you getting these shrimp? I, mean, I, I do know the right people, but at the same time, I not only know the right people, I also know the right locations. You know, um, Lafitte been been Lafitte been a good area, um, but like my my soul vendors, man, they 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 behind me. They my ghost vendors. They, I even times they're like, "Won't you show how much shrimp you really have?" I'm like, "No, I can't do that." But it's 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 really been a blessing to be able to anytime, anywhere, any place, I can bring you shrimp. While he won't name the local shrimpers who supply him, he says the people working to harvest, process, and produce Gulf seafood deserve more recognition. People fly all over the world to come where? Straight here to get our seafood. I mean, we, we have the reputation. But when we when you go to the other cities, they don't have the reputation like that. And that speaks volumes for the fishermen. And they got to get their flowers because at the end of the day, that's what's keeping this pumping. That's keeping, it, these, keeping these tourists coming here. They, yeah, they coming here with New Orleans, Mardi Gras. No, they coming for the seafood. First thing, where the seafood at? Where they get the oysters from? Why get the fried fish from? They come here, so at the end of the day, we got we have to we have to give fishermen their flowers. And I'm not saying that because I'm in the industry. It makes me by me being in the industry help me respect them more and see what they're doing and see how they bring this to the table. But day in day out, in the span of just three years, Mr. Shrimp has grown. There are deliveries of raw shrimp locally and out of state. There's a brand of Mr. Shrimp seasoning and liquid boils for sale. And then there's a growing catering service. Up next for him is a catering gig for Essence Festival. But even with all of that, Mr. Shrimp also prepares meals for seniors. Twice a week, he cooks lunch at the New Orleans East Senior Center, which is where I met him on a warm summer morning. In the kitchen that day, Mr. Shrimp was putting together some chili dogs. No seafood on the menu this afternoon, but the past boils at the Senior Center were bona fide hits. When I actually boil here, they love it. Oh, please do the turkey next. They be asking for all the traditional New Orleans cuisines on the boil level. And to see their face, it's, it's really, I, I can't, wait till, can't wait till we actually get to talk to them. When I did talk to them, there was nothing but gratitude for Mr. Shrimp and some hankering for his seafood boil. Sandra Briscoe found herself thinking about the last one. Last year for Father's Day, the burrow, huh? Or Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's Day. Yeah, he did the burrow. And this Mother's Day, he did... We did the same thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it sure was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that boil must have been memorable because you still remember it. Mm-hmm, it was. Mm-hmm. It was good. All this food is good, really. Here's Alma Santiago. Before, we had a cook that was here, and she was good, and her cooking was good, but Mr. Shrimp, he's good, especially his burl. The burl is... Everybody keeps talking about his boil. The burl. The burl is outstanding, but um, everything else that he fixes is good. Let me me kind of hone in on that. Why is... Everybody speaks about his boil and wild so good. Why is it so good? Like, can you describe it? Because it's like... He have it. He have it just right for the seniors. It's got a lot. You know, it's spicy enough for us. 
to assume in our body. Um, and we get a good, we, he give us a good bit of We get a nice size plate of everything. So this is why we like when he burrow. We really, we enjoy when he burrow. The big shrimps, the big shrimps, all the sashes, uh, the turkey necks. He mentioned the turkey necks. Everybody loves those turkey the necks. The turkey necks, the crawfish. Everything is just, he can do that every day for us. If it was left up to me. Yeah, this is it here. This is it. Oh, I see. Oh, you got a picture of it. Mm-hmm. What, was this from Mother's Day? Yes. What, this was from mm-hmm. Mother's Day? Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That seems like I missed a good boil then on Mother's yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Right before the chili dogs were going to be served, Mr. Shrimp had to go into salesman mode when a curious woman came up to him. I'm Janie Blackman. I'm just interrupting. No, no, no. But I know your face. You are? Mr. Shrimp. Mr. Who? Mr. Shrimp. Oh, well, where are the shrimp? <laughs> Where are they? I know this young man. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you heard of Mr. Shrimp? I've never, but uh, I want those shrimp. Where are they? You want those shrimp? Yeah, I do. So what do you do? You cook them or? I cook them or I deliver raw shrimp to your home. Well, baby, let's go. What's wrong with that, huh? Yes, do you Are you the one that, you're the fisherman, or you have someone else who supply you with the fish? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I have a contract with 12 boats. Wow, how awesome. Awesome. So then you're available all the time. You have shrimp all the time. So do you just supply, or do you come out and, and cook, grill? So I, that's on a catering level. So yes, I do. I so come, you do have a catering. I, yes, I do it on site. So you have several. Not only do you sell, you cater. Yes, okay. Well, I need your call. I have to tip my hat to Jeannie. She managed to get more detail about where Mr. Shrimp gets his shrimp. We now know Mr. Shrimp contracts with twelve local boats, and if his business keeps on growing, they may have to cast a wider net. In New Orleans, I'm Tan Trung for WWL Radio.